This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to hear a keynote that I delivered at a local office here for Keller Williams. Uh, I was sitting down with a bunch of people who had read the One Thing, yet, you know, they, they, they still struggle to live it, which how many of you have read the book, yet you struggle to live the book? We know it's many of you. Um, if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. I think there was some really good value that you can take action on. So if you didn't get a chance to, put it on your calendar, make sure you do it. Uh, but you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna listen to this one because this is another conversation that we had with one of you. You're starting to hear a theme now. If you've been following the podcast uh, for a while now, if you're new, I'd recommend going back to the beginning and coming all the way through because there's a story that goes with it. But for those of you who have been coming with us for a while, you know that we have been very intentionally engaging directly with you. We never want to be perceived as just thought leaders. We really want you to know that we are also practice leaders, that if we tell you something, if we teach you something, that you know that we have the integrity and we take action on it behind the scenes. And and that part of that is our deep commitment to listening and interacting directly with you. It's why we did the founding members group. And and it's why for some of these founding members, I'm getting on the phone with them one-on-one with the sincere intention of figuring out how I can bring value to them. I'm doing the things that don't scale right now so that ultimately we can scale. Because I know that if we can get so close to what you are going through, where your deep challenges are, and if we can create those solutions, uh, that's when we leave the kind of legacy that we want to leave. And that's when we will earn the right to build a really big business that makes a massive impact in the world. So today's conversation is with one of you. Uh, This is a guy who has been working with us for over six weeks now. He's been getting a lot of results really fast yet he's still struggling with distractions. He's still struggling with getting really clear on what that one thing is that he should be doing first. I know this is something that a lot of you struggle with. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Manny Torres. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. So first and foremost, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you one-on-one. Of course, of course. Um, before we dive in, I, I just want to make sure I'm bringing value to you. Where, where do you need help most right now? How, how can I help you? I think the biggest uh, help I need is you know, implementing some of the stuff that we've been talking about. But really, you know, the, the struggles I have are deciding which items go first. And some of that I've started to overcome and 
started making progress, but it's really just reinforcing those ideas of how to determine uh, which is the the domino that needs to lead the other ones. Sure. Uh, well, talk to me about what you got, and we'll we'll go through it together. Okay. I think uh, what I the clarity that I got recently was I have two big annual goals that I'm working on, and this is a new element of my business that we've started, which is uh, doing some coaching and also doing a mastermind group. And initially. I was using the mastermind as my top goal. So that was where the majority of my focus was. And what I started to realize was if I started to switch that into just lead generation and reaching out to people, that that could actually uh, work for both of those. So it could knock out two items at the same time. Uh, So that's kind of where my most recent shift has been. And I guess some of the struggles I come into are, you know, either time blocks being interrupted by uh, different people, or it could be that maybe I don't know where the next step is in order to do the activity to lead towards the actual goal that I'm working on. Well, so let's break down because I heard three things. First challenge is making sure you, you're clear on the first lead domino, right? Right. I heard you say lead generation because if you're simply getting on the phone with enough people, whether that be mastermind clients or coaching clients, does it really matter? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the aha that I had when I took the, my, I guess, 411 and did a big um, drawing out on my kids' table and started using sticky notes. That's where I started to say, wait a minute, I think I got these out of order. And the one thing actually isn't coaching or mastermind, it's actually the lead generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coaching or the mastermind, filling that is the goal. But like we've talked about in the founding members group, and Jay even said to me yesterday, he goes, I think connection's one of the big problems. Connection, because whether it's connecting purpose to work or specifically goals to actions, people have never been taught how to turn goals into actions. You, you have a goal of coaching clients. You have a goal of having a certain amount of people in your mastermind. But the action that makes that happen is, and what I'm hearing you say, lead generation. Right. Okay. So do you have clarity on what your one thing is? Yes, definitely. So daily lead generation and working on that and pushing through so that those trickle down into the the top two goals that I have. So let's talk about, you said distractions was one. And what was the other one? Uh, Sometimes, you know, for lead generation, you know, it may be, say that I've got the time blocked out. But as I get into that time, I realize... I don't have the prep work set up. So determining how to really have it structured in a way that once I get into that time block, everything is ready to go. So I think that's just a scheduling thing on my end and really taking the time to prepare for those time blocks that I have or set up a time block that's you know getting all the elements ready so that when I'm doing the lead generation, it's uh, one after another. So what the one thing that you could do that would make your lead generation easier or unnecessary? I think the one thing I could do to make it easier would be to you know, set a time block that's just creating that system so that it's not something that I have to think about when I'm going through it, that it's automatically happening uh, once I have those time slots. So having everything ready. Um, so I'm just following mindless steps versus having to create the system on the on the fly. What would be the minimum amount that you'd have to have prepared 
for you to feel like you were ready to go into your lead generation? What would that specifically, measurably look like? So it's black or white, like you, you know, you either did or did not do it. In terms of lead generation? No, when you talk about when you talk about your planning, you know, you sit down to lead generate, but if you just sit down to pick up the phone, you immediately ask, who do I call? Right. I've experienced this <laughs> firsthand for, <laughs> for many years. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, if I just planned a little, okay, but but what do you need to plan? What does that need to look like? Should be finding you know, a list of, say, like a, a hundred suspects a week that I can reach out to. Okay. And when you say planning a list, what specific information would you need on that list? So it would be um, either social media connections or uh, email or phone, some way to reach out to a list of 100 prospects. Okay. Well, that's pretty black and white. So is this, a, is this a daily time block or is this a weekly time block to prep for the following, upcoming week? A one-time time block to prepare for the upcoming week. How long do you think you'd need to do that? I think it would vary. Um, you know, early on, it would probably be faster because there's probably some low-hanging fruit that I could quickly come across. And then as I got through that, it may take a little bit more time to dig and, and find additional prospects. But I'd say you know, a two or three-hour block uh, would be enough to get those uh, prospects ready to go to. Okay. Well, I love the idea. Do you think you really can honor a two to three hour time block every week consistently to plan? Yeah, that may may be a little bit beyond what I can do. I, I may be able to do um, split it up and then do it for two weeks. So it's an hour and a half block uh, each week and start with a smaller group and see how it goes. Well, And, and, and the reason I'm asking is because I'm going back to the focusing question. What's the one thing I can do? A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to set the goal based on what I think I should do." And they say, "I'm going to time block three hours." But like you said, you're really struggling with distractions. You say distractions in three hours, a three-hour time block within 15 minutes to me, and I'm going beep beep beep, back it up, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I get that the goal would be to have three hours, but what's the amount of time that you actually could do? Yeah, I definitely could do an hour and a half. Great, start there. And maybe you're not getting 100 names, but can you prove to yourself that you can do that consistently? Right. All right. Well, that's good. Let's talk about distractions. Okay. What are the distractions that could possibly pop up during that hour and a half time block that could steal your focus? Uh, so I work in an office where it's an open office. So I have two partners that are in the same room. So it's easy sometimes for them to say, hey, you got a second. I've been doing better since we've been going through this process of basically saying no, I'll, you know, and giving them a, a time that I'll come back to them. Another thing is just uh, periodic work issues that come up that uh, may need immediate attention. So those are the two main ones that come up. Okay. Well, sounds like you're at least thinking about it. Yeah, definitely. And have, since you started doing those things, are you finding that it's working or are you finding that certain things are still not working? I think they're working. I think the part that's holding me back probably is my personality of wanting to please. So even though I know I should probably say no until, say, like several hours later, I'll usually do a shorter span. So, it, you know, say 20, 30 minutes. So I think that's a personal. 
you know, roadblock that I need to get over. Okay. Well, here's the good thing. You're flexing the muscle, right? It's like we said on the on the last training. You're not walking to the gym, walking up to the weight rack, grabbing hundred pound dumbbells and start curling them like a boss. Right. <laughs> you know, start start with your five pounders when you're saying no, and get used to it and work your way up. But the good thing is that you got started. Yeah, it's definitely getting easier. Sounds like you're on your way, Manny. Yeah, I feel that way. It, it's nice to um, see those uh, strengths kind of growing. So, so here's my question for you because. I, I was talking to this, or I got a, a message this morning from Mary Salee, who's another founding member. And she said something in her her voice message to me, which is, when we first started this founding members group, um, and we had to set our goals together, she set goals based on what she thought she might be able to accomplish in the year. And she stretched them a little bit, but she thought it was going to take her a year. And you fast forward, you know, we're a month and a half in, and she's already accomplished a bunch of them. And it's happened way faster. And I'm looking at a guy like you where things are happening. What has surprised you most over the last six weeks? I'd say the thing that surprised me the, the most is you know, taking that time block each week and you know, putting it on my schedule. Are you, talking about, are you talking about for our live calls? Not for the live calls, but that's part of it. But basically blocking you know, first thing every day having time for my one thing. And, you know, when I did that initially, I thought that, you know, a lot more things would come up and interrupt it. But just having it on my calendar was enough to repel a lot of things that usually would creep in. Um, so I, I think that I was surprised that more things didn't try and take me away from working on it. Mm. Well, that's super helpful. I actually just wrote that down because I've spent all day today trying to identify what's the journey that somebody goes through. Like, what are the major milestones that they'll hit? And what are the, the benchmarks that they need to accomplish along the way to feel a sense of progress? And I've been stumped at one stage in the journey and you just gave it to me. So thank you. <laughs> See, this is the beauty of founding members, man. It's customized to you. That's awesome. Uh, Glad that's, I could help. Yeah, that's cool. What can we be doing better? We've actually identified some of the ones that I like, which is case studies, because I learn a lot from hearing from other people, even in different industries. So when I get ideas of what they're doing, even if I don't implement a, the same idea, a lot of times I'll take it and adjust it in a way that can work for me. Mm -hmm. So when I hear more stories and case studies, uh, that's always really Im uh, impactful for what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. And and what's the ideal format for those case studies? Because I'm really I'm trying to find a structure that's gonna the last and scale. Um, is it me going through somebody's weekly plan? Is it sometime or is it switching up from that even further? For me, the stories, you know, like the interviews, because stories are what you remember, and a lot of times you get the personal side of it, and that's really what triggers uh, the memory for you. At least for me, that that's the easiest for me to remember because I can start to think about the the people that had their the different issues that they were going through and how they overcame it, and those stick in your mind. Okay, and you've probably heard me say it probably two or three times now, but that that story of my meeting with Gary a year ago, where he told me, you know, you've created something that's world class when every single person who interacts with it loves it and they want to share it. And it's just that was mind blowing for me because I had never set the bar for quality that high, uh, but we are for this. 
So my question for you is, you've got a pretty good idea of what we're creating here since you're helping us. What could we be doing that would raise the bar even further and make it world-class? I think some of it is just reminding, you know, you go through the same processes and it's the the mundane almost. And sometimes when you're going through those, you're, you wonder, why am I doing this again? So just constant reminders is helpful for people to to realize that really successful people, they don't do things that make huge leaps. They just do consistent behaviors over and over again. Mm. But even just reminding why you're doing those things again. So, because I think that's probably where people will, will fall off if they come to a call each week and they see that it's similar things that you know they may think to themselves, well, I can do this on my own. But the real benefit is having that community there that's helping you and um, you're almost accountable, even if you're not sharing with the, the rest of the group, you know, you see other people making progress. So there's almost that that pure influence for you to continue and move forward. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. That's good, man. That's really good, actually. I mean, you just sparked another idea that I had to write down. I am loving this call. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's tremendously helpful for me. Where, where else can we help you right now? Um, I think my biggest value that I'm getting out of this is, you know, one, the calls and hearing the the different impacts people have in their experience with this and also the Facebook group. So maybe more engagement in the Facebook group in between the calls where it, it could be posing questions or doing something to, to spark the engagement. Because I think, you know, a lot of times it'll start off quickly after the the Monday call, but then it'll kind of fall off. So if there were some things to kind of stoke the fire, it'll kind of keep the engagement going. Awesome. That's great. That is great. Logging in right now. Very good. Okay. Well, this is this is tremendously helpful, man. Um, any any last minute questions you got for me before we we take off for the weekend? Outside of you know sharing the the program when it when it's ready, how else can I help you? You're doing it, man. I mean, you're you're showing up for the calls. You're engaging. You're taking action. You're getting results. That's it. I mean, I I appreciate you taking the time, and um, you know, hopefully, we earn the right to um, continue to work with you as a, as a membership customer. And hopefully, you feel like you helped create something that that is that valuable that you would want to share it. But that's it, man. I just I just so genuinely want to make something that's going to help a lot of people. And and I feel like we're really making good progress there. And, and you're a big part of that. So thank you. No problem. I, I enjoy being part of it. Um, I do have a question. You um, you were very, uh, I guess, direct about looking to increase your sphere of influence and the people that you're around. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that my partners and I have been very mindful of. And just curious, do you, or I guess before you got into this role, did you at different points in your life, stop and reevaluate? And did you have any ways that you kind of evaluated who you were around and and whether you needed to take it to another level? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the crux of my story. When my income gets slashed by 40% and my colleague has a stroke and he's only 35 years old, my wife's a stay-at-home mom, I just bought a house in Orange County, so that's that's not cheap. And we just have our first child. 
that like that that adversity gave me such clarity on the fact that I wasn't where I wanted to be that I was working hard to build someone else's business instead of building my own but I didn't know how to build my own I didn't know what to do and that's when I hear the Jim Rohn quote you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and I go okay who are my five that's the first time I very consciously started thinking Okay, it's this person and this person and this and really that person. <laughs> and, and and then I said, and then the real kicker, um, are they where I want to be? That was a very sobering moment for me, but a powerful one because that was um when I turned a chapter. And the intention at that moment just became so clear that that you must do this. I don't know how to do it yet, but I'm going to start taking steps. And um, episode 49 of the show is going to go very, very deep into this because I got featured on another podcast for this very specific thing of of how I went out and, and built that network. And so many, like you are probably maybe the 10th founding member to ask me that specific question which is why it's episode 49. Because I just, I know. And, and honestly, I think it's something we're probably going to have to weave into the membership platform as well. Because when we look at the, the three biggest challenges people have with time, it's the lack of clarity, it's the lack of control, and lack of community or connection. And part of that has to do with who you surround yourself with. And so I think we're going to start talking about that more in the membership. Because the people who are in there, we got some heavy hitters in there. And... um I think if we can start sparking connections just between our members, the value just exponential. Right. Does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Um, about a year, a little over a year ago, I joined a, a mastermind just for the purpose of raising my sphere of influence. And as you were just talking about it, you know, I realized I joined the group, but one of the things I'm not doing is... I guess leveraging the people that I've met in the, in that group enough, so, holding yourself accountable to actually guaranteeing yourself an ROI. Yeah, yeah. It's what most people fail to do. That was one very big thing I did differently. I knew because I opened up my wallet to attend some masterminds when even when the bank account was almost at zero, but because I just my gut told me it was the right thing to do. And I remember being in the room at times, feeling lost or doubting myself or being scared and wanting to leave and and going out into the hallway, walking to my car, going to leave and stopping dead in my tracks thinking, Jeff, you're about to miss it. Hold yourself accountable. Turn around and go make it happen. And it's not too late for you either. You've made contacts in there. What's the one thing you can do to rekindle those those relationships? Right. It's a big one, man. That's huge. Cool. I like to... Again, like I said, stories are always good ways to um, <laughs> make a difference in your life. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning, I'm learning to use them more. <laughs> awesome, brother. Well, I really appreciate the time. Have a great weekend and uh, look forward to being with you on Monday's call. Likewise, I appreciate everything you do and looking forward to the call as well. Well, there you have it, folks. My conversation with Manny Torres, one of you. And Manny, if you're listening to this, man, I really, really appreciate you. I meant everything that I said. Um, So thank you for all the value that you have brought into our world. Folks, if you can't tell yet, we really care about you. We really want to help you. 
that's why we shared this conversation with you today. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Manny was gracious enough to, to allow us to share this with you. Um, my sincere hope is that you take action. You know, I gave this guy one-on-one advice. I'm sure this applies to you as well. Will you take action on it? Yes or no? Will you open your calendar right now and find time to implement something from this episode? What's the one thing you can implement from this episode? Will you put it on your calendar? Will you commit to doing it? Will you tell someone, hey, I need you to be my accountability partner. I need you to help me just make sure that I get this done. Follow up with me in two days and ask me if I got this done. Will you help me with that? Or even set an alarm for yourself. Just do something to bring that accountability into your world. This is something we have been exploring, tweaking with our founding members, figuring out how do we not just train? How do we not just bring you value? But how do we help you become the type of person who lives and breathes accountability? That's why people like Manny have been getting the results. It's it's been this massive mindset shift and it's been happening fast. It's been a beautiful thing to see. For those of you who want to get a taste of it for yourself, text the word founder to the number 33444, or you can go to the onething.com slash membership, get on the wait list. That way we can reach out to you when it's time for us to open the doors. And if it's not a fit, no worries. Guess what? I'm still going to be here every week, twice a week, bringing you value because we care about you. So thank you for listening. We hope that you have already subscribed to the show. If you haven't, let's make this thing official, baby. It's time. It's time to have the podcast come to you automatically. Why would you do more work to go and find them when they can just magically be delivered to your phone or your computer? It's a beautiful thing. Love technology. So with that, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you in the next episode.